He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Joining me live via Zoom, a great day to catch up with my old pal Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach. Oh, look at that whip high tech. You know, I am. Uh, I mentioned this a bit ago, but uh, getting a phone call from you and now in this day and age doing the Zoom calls and, and actually getting to see you face to face and the background that you're in and the, you know, what's going on in your life. I actually get to see it. This is great. Yeah. There I am, dude. The, 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 I'm in the closet. Oh, I like the lighting oh, in there. Is that natural? Damn house, bro, there's a closet. <laughs> natural lighting for a closet i don't know it looks like black uh, no, man i just got some i just got a little blue light put it up there like in the pitch nice see that and then uh hopefully hope i don't unplug my computer moving it around yeah there you um go. and because uh, i've done that before i'll be like check out my lights <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and then just uh just like a light behind my computer and that's it you know I, i've been using this a lot it's been honestly it's been great a great way to like you said connect in a different way with people because it's like you know when you're on the phone it's like I, it's cool it works but it's really added another layer of you know kind of intimacy in a way or you know we're just in, more in touch and it's cool man it's, it's exciting to know that you know set like for us when we start setting up a new record and stuff like that it's like i can be doing this stuff with people in japan you know, Southeast Asia, you know, New Me- Mexico down there, Canada. Like, I don't have to get on a plane and go fly everywhere to do the press to set up a record and then just go there and tour. And when we get there, we could do face to face, too, you know, but it's like it's it feels it feels good. So I'm with you on that, man. Similarly, it's kind of like, you know, making music, too. I, I've heard yeah. stories of bands that have producers that live in Australia or somewhere else and they don't have to travel there. They have this technology now and they're making records completely different than standard operating procedure. Oh dude, I've I've done a couple songwriting sessions on Zoom for our for our new record. You know what I mean? And I'm just in there, we're just jamming and it's like throwing around ideas and you know, we'll cut like a I'll just throw my phone up. Like I'm not doing like cutting vocals proper, so I'll just put my phone on, record vo- voice notes of the stuff and then once, you know, once everything is like pieced up and parted together, then we'll get in the studio together and cut the vocals. Um but it's it's been really advantageous to be able to kind of be forced into this space um you know but artists and creators right you're you're a creative person it's like when we're pushed into a corner we always find a way to still express ourselves and have an outlet and uh you know so we're using this stuff now i'm just I'd much rather see your face man grab it hey man good to see you but you know you are way too kind, that's for sure. And you might you might recognize this face. We've interviewed a few times in the past, uh, some laser fests and things that's like right. that, where some infamous interviews that I believe had millions of views uh, took place uh, because of some of the hijinks of one Jacoby Shaddix. Those are always good times. But, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, happy to see Papa Roach as a part of the 2021 rock and roll renaissance, my man. It really feels like that, don't you think? Absolutely, man. I feel like we're on we're we're on the the edge of the rock and rock and roll just making a major major comeback to the mainstream. Not just like you know where we've been, you know, work rocking our world, you know. And we got these festivals going, and that's great. But it's like I see more and more people from the outside looking into rock and roll, going, "Oh snap!" You know, we're inspiring hip hop cats now, you know. And that to me is like that says something about our our genre 
who we are as people, what we represent, what we stand for. It's about inclusion. It's about inclusiveness. Come one, come all the freaks, geeks, weirdos, normies, all the above, you know, like we don't discriminate here in the rock and roll world. And I think that that is a, we have, we have a message that needs to be heard and the world wants to hear it. And fuck, they want to hear the guitars too. We need to, you know, keep turning. Cause dude, there was an era, right. Where they were like, we got to turn the guitars down guys. Uh, that's not working at radio or that's not working at, you know, uh, promoting your music. And I'm just going, what do you mean, man? Like we're a rock band, dude. We ain't going to turn our guitars down. I uh, work in the active rock radio world, so we didn't hear that so much. But if you work in alternative for if you work in alternative formats, you didn't hear a whole lot of guitars on those radio stations. Absolutely not, man. And it was kind of crazy, dude, to be honest, because we were a dual format band for years, you know, and then all of a sudden we were they were just like, nope, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> Guess what? You know, they coming back around, you know. It's good. Um, so we have our hands on the greatest hits volume two, the better noise years, which is a nice compilation, Jacoby, some great songs on there. It really gives you a, a scope of what you guys got done there in that, what, 10 year period. I'm i I'm really proud of this greatest hits. It really does show the growth and the evolution of our band and really sticking through kind of like the dark ages of rock and roll and making creative, inspiring music that just moved not only us, but a lot of people. And, uh, you know, to go back to what you were saying about, you know, the active format, thank you guys so much for sticking with it with us. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we are a family, you know what I mean? And, and we value you guys and, we, and, and, and it's, and it's important, an important relationship because we didn't turn our backs on each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And you and I, you and I had a really cool exchange on Twitter a few weeks back. You thanked uh, our station for all the support behind the ending, which is absolutely such a fantastic song, Jacoby. And I don't think anybody in the country's played that song more than we have here in Des Moines. Um, yeah. Seriously. It's such a good that's song, sick. man. And that's Thank coming, you. and that's coming off the heels of a collaboration with the Mongolian metal band, the who that wolf totem song that you did was huge here too. I just, I feel like this should be home base for Papa Roach, Des Moines, Iowa. That's what I think. You know, it's, it's, we're definitely grateful for you guys supporting the music for real. And it means the world to us. And I got to tell you about that Who track. That was one of those that came across uh, my emails. They were like, hey, man, this band, The Who, you should check them out. And I was just like, they sent me the song, Wolf Totem. And they were like, they want you to write something original for this song and try to find a, find a way into the song and see where you can have a feature on it. And they sent it to me. And I was just instantly like, oh, hell yeah, this, this is my speed for sure. And uh, it just has... They, they they bring something completely unique and original to rock. And that's what's inspiring about it, you know, and, and to be able to collaborate with them and not even speak the same language. You know what I'm saying? Like when we got together to shoot the video, we had a translator and we were talking back and forth through the translator. And in 15 minutes, we were like hugging each other, like, that's my brother, you know, like, <laughs> and, and that's, those guys are like my extended family, man. I, I got a lot of love for those cats. We performed together a few times and, uh, I, I'd love to collaborate with the, them again some point in the future. I just think that they're just so original and so OG and, and just such good people. 
I'm glad you got a translator. The funny story I've got for you is that I had them scheduled to come in here. They were playing a sold out show at Woolies here in Des Moines oh, yeah. that, that evening. And so they came in the studio here. And for some reason, their regular translator had some sort of family emergency or something and he couldn't right. be here. So we're scrambling, trying to find somebody who can serve in that role. Unfortunately, we couldn't find one. So the whole time that they're in here in studio with me, the only things they really understood was when I was talking to the tour manager and words like slipknot would come out of my mouth. Yeah. And you just great. immediately see them perk up and like, Oh, you know, it's really funny. Actually. I, the, the universal language of, of uh, hard rock and heavy metal, my man, you know, we, we really are a community. And I think, uh, I think throughout this entire, you know, pandemic situation, it's music's yeah. been more important than ever. Don't you think? Absolutely, man. It's been, integral to keeping some sort of uh normalcy in my life and being creative you know because i came home for a while and was just like all right yeah i'm exhausted man i need a break and gave a lot of time to my family and really it was quality time and then after a while i started to feel like all right what's my purpose like i am supposed to be a husband and a father and like that is those are important parts of my life but there's this artist part of myself that wasn't being accessed and I was really kind of feeling depressed for a while and so we started writing and recording and that's when you know when working we started working on the greatest hits that was the first part was you know piecing out those things and figuring out what songs and getting the remixes done and then I was like okay cool I have a job again I have a purpose you know outside of just being a husband and a father and that's like it just it really helped me out man it really gave me like more purpose and yeah, I've been doing it for 20 years, man. So when you pull the rug out like that, I was kind of like, oh, what the hell? Like, it's nice for a minute, but now I'm like, I'm stir crazy, you know? And so it's it's important, man. Being creative and this music is, it gives me some sanity. Tell me about the ending, uh, diving into the creative process of that one. Was that all during that time then, or or did that come a little bit later? Uh, no, that, that track, when we wrote the ending, that was, uh, we wrote that for our album who do you trust and that song actually started out completely differently than how it ended up it ended up it started as a full-time song so the riff the drum beat to the song was twice as fast oh. and then we're like oh man it just doesn't have that p roach groove dude we just need that we're looking for that missing that groove and so then we rewrote it with a halftime beat and that riff was the thing that really caught everyone's ear and so we we just dove into that and, you know, just to, I guess, to, to be ironic, we put it as the first song on the album, Who Do You Trust? And then it ended up being the last single for our for for our album, Who Do You Trust? And that's the, you know, the first piece of music that we use to promote the greatest hits. And we put it in a film, um, The Retaliators as well. And so it's got, we've gotten a lot of, a lot of great compliments about that song. And it's one of those songs. We also broke it down acoustic as well. Fans can go on our Papa Roach uh, YouTube page and check out uh, the ending acoustic. It's We did that in Italy late at night on the steps somewhere in, in some park. Wow. And uh, set up acoustic and just vibed out. It was cool, man. That is cool. You know, the vibe I got first time I ever heard the ending, especially that intro part, uh, it, it gave me a very Stranger Things vibe. Oh, Absolutely. We were so vibing on Stranger Things. We we're like, dude, that's so Stranger Things. You have to do that. Do not stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, we're big fans of the show, dude. We, we love that, man. Hey, real quick, though, too, just change gears. Yeah. Uh, my, I got to tell you, I travel out to Iowa regularly now. 
um, my son goes to school in Davenport. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm always flying into Iowa and touring around the, I actually just drove through Des Moines, like, uh, like two weeks ago, my son had a game down in uh, Missouri and Kansas and I drove through and I was like, Oh, what's that, that place, a uh, zombie burger. Oh yeah. I was like, I looked it up and I was like, damn, it closed a half hour ago. I was <laughs> so pissed. Cause we rolled through like late night. I was going to stop by and get a zombie burger while I was in town. Well, and, uh, Here's what you do next time. We, you and I should exchange numbers next time you're driving yeah, through man. and it's late night. You hit me up and then I will call my friend right. George who owns the place. Okay, cool. You open it up for you and maybe make you a zombie burger. Yeah, dope. Hey, uh, put your, put your number in the chat on the, on okay. the zoom, dude. I'll, I'll do that before we wrap up. Okay, um, cool, man. Because that's well, that's one of just many. I mean, if you stuck around here long enough, it probably wouldn't be good for your health, because uh, there's a lot of good places to eat here in, here in Des Moines, yeah. Iowa. But that's that's very cool, man. That you've been you've been spending more time in the state, and uh, if you drive through Des Moines, like I said, always you know feel free to reach out. Absolutely, I will next time for sure, man. Because I know, I mean, I'm literally I'm come. He's going to be going to college there for the next five years, so I'll be out there, bro. That's <laughs> be pretty cool. Nice. You uh, alluded to the uh, Retaliators film. I, I don't know that I've seen a release date on that yet. I, I keep hearing it's later this year, but this is your um, acting debut, is it not? Uh, yeah, man, it is. It For all intents and purposes, yes, this is my acting debut. I know some acting like in the music videos, but not like what I'm doing in this film. And uh, it was a very challenging element for me to step into because although I'm comfortable in front of the camera, Acting is not, I didn't consider one of my strong suits. And uh, I got with the director and I just was honest with him. And I'm like, I know you guys want me to do this, but I just need you to know that this is, I haven't done this before. This is all new to me. And they're like, let's just get you in front of the camera, man. We have a feeling that you're going to be natural. And they coached me through it. And uh, Michael Lombardi, one of the directors, producer, was just he was so good. He was so awesome and really coached me through it and helped me understand how to, I guess, attain the subtlety. Because on stage, when I'm rocking and rolling, it's everything is big and grand and, you know, big movements. And he's like, now imagine like this camera, this box, is it's only this big. So all of your movements are just super subtle and, and not over the top. And once he explained it to me that way, like, he's like, you don't have to overdo it ever when you're on camera. And I took that and I ran with it. And he was like, dude, you're a natural. You're, you're killing it. I'm like, really? He's like, get, get your ass over here and watch the playback. And I was like, all right. And I watched the playback and I was like, all right, not half bad. <laughs> all right, cool. And so He's actually through this process uh, introduced me to an acting coach, and I'm actually going to start doing some, some lessons, taking some class, you know, some some tips and some classes from this coach, and just kind of sharpening up in that element because I'd like to be able to, you know, just put myself out there and try a couple of small little roles here and there, and uh, just mix it up, dude. It's like as I get older, I'm like I got to challenge myself in other ways and. You know, not like I'm trying to like be some Jared Leto. You know what I mean? Because there's only one Jared Leto. We know that, right? Um, and he's great. That dude's a great actor um, and a great musician. Um, but you know, I, I why not dip my toes in it? Give it a shot. 
I don't have to be great or amazing. I just have to try. And so, and I, I'm willing to fail. That's what I've found out in my life, man, is that like, the more that I'm willing to like take a chance and fail, I'm eventually going to land on those successes in my, in, in my life. And, and I've really kind of under learned to understand that that's actually a strength of mine is to be able to be willing to just put my shit up on the chopping block and see if I survive, you know? I mean, there's a reason I've been calling you the hardest working man in rock and roll for as long as I have, you know, (laughs) good things happen when you put your best foot forward and you always do that. So, um, Speaking of acting, you know, there's there's basically two trains of thought and there's two different methods. You well, three really, if you if you want to include theater, but um there's movies, which you're talking about, and then there's TV acting, which is a completely different beast. And I don't know if you have a preference one over the other going forward. I think I think film to me is the most exciting because it's just there's such a a larger scape of storytelling. I think, you know, in television, it's like I guess it's that's a year-round commitment. And I don't I don't have that kind of time to sure. be honest. And so any you know film, short film, that kind of thing, I think is something that will work for my type of schedule and what I do. And go, hey man, I got a I got a you know a six-week window. I could go jump in for three weeks and you know jump in a in a film for a minute and just give it a go. And but that's if 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 you know if Reta- Retaliators is is a success because you know if Retaliators is not a success then I might just have a permanent little stain on my, on my acting career. But Hey dude, at least I got this rock and roll dude. Really? You, that's you, my main. Love. You totally do. I was going to say you have radio stations like ours with uh, multiple opportunities a day to mention the retaliators. So hopefully it's getting that kind of pre-promotion and that sort of pre-hype going. And okay. I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. There's a lot of great people in that movie. So. Absolutely, man. I, I'm super stoked. And I was a really big fan of uh, the show rescue me. And one of the leads, Michael Lombardi, um, he was in Rescue Me for like the whole entire run. It's a good and, show. Uh, yeah, great show. So was, I didn't, and I didn't realize I was talking to the person that I was talking to before I went on set and met him. And I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's dude from that's dude from Rescue Me. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. he's over there after you turn your back, going, "That's Jacoby. That's Jacoby <laughs> for Papa Roach." Pretty yeah. much. That's awesome. Um, so real quick, let's talk about the new album because you've uh, you've started now to, you know, release some uh, a little details here and there about what you've been up to in terms of new recordings and new music. So how are you feeling right now? How far along are you in the process? And when, when might we get some more new Papa Roach? So we are done with the record. It's being mastered right now. And this record is some of them. It's just how do I explain it? It's just, it's the best Papa Roach album we've ever written and recorded in our entire careers. I will say it. It's, it's, it's like, if there's a, I'll go as far as to say, like, if we ever made a record that could be nominated for a Grammy, this would be the record. Straight up. It's like, it breaks boundaries, walls. It's so inspired. It's lyrically the, it's just got ill depth. Like, you know, moments where I was just like, do I just go there? You know? Or do I just hold that hold back? And there was no holds barred. It was just like, just go for it. And I think that that, that's what really makes the album special is that we were willing to just take risks, but in a, in a way that's not self-indulgent and like, you know, Oh, we're such artists now. You know what I mean? It's like, 
it's a ripping record. It's from from the from the rip. It just goes off. It's like we wrote this track. We've been wanting to write a song that's like one of the lead singles of the album that would be the album opener mm-hmm. and the show opener. Yeah, like one of those songs that just does all that. And we've been trying to do that since the beginning of our career, and we've never been able to land on it. Like never been able to write that song that could be that one. And we finally did. And it is, it's just, whoo, just wait, dude. It's like the kabuki drop, the confetti cannons, the explosions, the glitter flying out of the sky, like all that. It's just one of those moments it, that that's going to go off in the show. And it's just one of those songs that we just channel some ferocious rock energy on it. And it's got this, it's just like a ticking time bomb, this album. I'm straight telling you, dude, it, going to go it's going to go off watching you talk about this and how excitable you are i can tell that the process wasn't necessarily unenjoyable it sounds like things kind of naturally came together the way they were meant to without a whole lot of stress and anxiety i know in years past we've talked about some albums are been a lot more difficult than others to make so it feels like this yeah. one you know you you feel much better about this oh yeah dude i mean i, I went a little nuts though dude i fell off the wagon for a minute you know while we were making this record I was just really just anxious and stressed and just, uh, you know, I, I was, a I didn't start drinking again, but I, I was smoking weed for a while. And, uh, that stuff, it fucked me up, bro. To be honest, man, like it messed me up. So I was like, I gotta get clean and sober. You know, I can't just be sober, you know, I gotta be clean. And, uh, so I started over with my sobriety and, you know, it was like, I, I kind of had to like pull myself out of this darkness for a minute. And, uh, but this record, you know, part of that process was me kind of losing myself a little bit, but, uh, it made for some, some, some really brutally honest, terrifying moments in my life. And I think that sometimes that, that tortured self in a sense kind of makes for good art. And not that I went through that for the art. I just was kind of losing it for a minute. I lost a lot. You know I, tell you, I, I tell you, I, well, of course I do. We all went through 2020, dude. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of lost it, right? We did. We did. So, I mean, people are going to identify with this, and that's why I'm really happy to say that, you know, this rock and roll renaissance is on. I mean, oh, yeah. It's on, boy. I'm telling you, dude. It's like we're, 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 in the mid, we're in the beginnings in the middle of this thing, and it's about to go off. Oh, we just yeah. saw we got a couple offers for some festivals later in the year, and we're starting to go. I didn't plan on touring until next year, but like, it's looking like we might be able to do a couple shows this year. That's dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, when you get, when you're in a point where you just don't know what the future holds, that's when it's really scary. But now it's starting to feel like some normalcy is returning to everyday life. And and yes, can we get to, to concerts again and, and see people and, yeah. and watch you perform? And I mean, that, that all of that stuff is, people are craving that right now. Yeah. Like maybe I could, I could sneeze in public again without yeah. people freaking out, dude. Yeah. Or I could lick doorknobs again, you know, or handrails. <laughs> the seasonal allergies is the big one for me. That That's the one where I just constantly have to watch it because people are constantly yeah. assuming, you know what I mean? So when somebody sneezes, uh, it's, it's a joke. My wife gets all pissed at me and somebody sneezes, I'll be like, Corona be going. <laughs> Oh, man, it's great catching up with you, my man. I'm looking forward to this new album. I'm excited for you guys to get back on the road and kill it like you always do. Your next stop through Des Moines, Iowa. I hope you reach out. I'm going to leave you some widgets here in a minute. And, uh, dude, this is I haven't talked to you in over a year. It's really good to see you, and it's really good to talk to you again. 
it's great to see you as well, man. And it was good rap with you and catching up with you. And like I said, man, next time I'm rolling from Kansas or Missouri back up through Davenport to get to or back up through Des Moines to get to Davenport, um, I'm a holler at you for real. All right, brother, man. Cool. Uh, let right. me leave those for you here in a second. Thanks again for your cool. time. I do appreciate you. Yeah.